Welcome to The Winding Road Home, now available on all of your major podcast platforms. I'm Russ Salerno, your show host, and alongside with me is my lovely wife, Yvette. Hello. Emphasis, lovely. I had to do that. It's in the it's in the show note there that I was supposed to say that. I'm totally changing that to really fabulous adjectives every and day. And today we're the topic is being humble. So anyway, um, it has been yeah. I need to get a little laugh on that, right? <laughs> so basically, we're back after three weeks of a hiatus, which really wasn't a hiatus. Normally, when you go on hiatus, that means you've taken a break. You've you've you're well rested and you're ready to come back with such fervor and might. You relax, no stress. Yeah, that was was the last three weeks. Yeah, so a lot's happened since we've been gone, and we're going to talk about that today. Um, Quite a bit of things. Our our puppy passed away. Not our puppy, our older dog. Uh, He's always my puppy. Our little Zeke passed away. We have moved from one location to another, and uh, we went on vacation and we finally got a new studio set up here in the new location, which is nice. It's spread out a little bit more. So, yeah, we'll get a little... Uh... Oh, and I also spent a week having tests before, so some health issues. And so had we, had, issues. Yes. we had a lot of things going on. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot going on, a lot to talk about, um, but a lot to be grateful for. Um, God's been good to us, even though it's been chaotic. You know, you always want to try to uh, not... You ever want things just not to be noisy for a little bit? And I've been looking for that that day, that evening. I haven't had one yet. It's been even a on quiet, vacation. quiet, relaxing. Even on vacation, it took me three days to unwind. Like, in the fourth day was like I was just getting into it, and then we had to leave. I think that's most people. Yeah, maybe. Some people. But I think a two-week vacation <clears throat> would be too much, because I think then we'd start getting bored of being Trust so me. relaxed. Trust me. Um, You'd be okay with that? I would be, no, I take that back because I'm a busy guy. I like to stay busy and doing doing productive things. So I I, I would probably. You got desperate and actually picked up the the puzzle the Uh, last day. I was like, wow, you must must be bored if you're actually working on a puzzle. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. I got bored maybe maybe there at the end because I was eager to get back and get everything set up and get the show and do the show. And just when you got things to do, I I can't, I can't, my mind just goes. You don't sit still till you pass out. You have two speeds. So 100 miles an hour or asleep. Yes. Well, hey, um, those of you listening, we're glad that uh, we're glad to be back. We're glad that you're listening. Hopefully you'll start listening again. Now that we fired this back up, think of it as a new podcast you're 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 subscribing to. Um, But if you if you are going to subscribe, give us a five star review. We don't like the we don't like the one star reviews at all. So just if you're going to do a one star, just keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody. And just uh, go about we your. We always go have about five stars. What are you, you talking guys about? Have, they, they, everyone's <laughs> been so so good with those reviews. But hey, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Contact us via email at thewindingroadhome at gmail um, As we like to always say, this podcast is simply a response to God that t- tugging on our hearts to do something bigger than we are. And frankly, even though we this is our twenty sixth show, I mm-hmm. believe um, it still feels new. And there's a lot to learn, but um, we're doing it to honor God, and that's the only reason. So uh, if we do anything outside of that, outside of honoring God, you guys let us know, because that's what this show is all about. We didn't invest in this and the time and all this stuff to pat ourselves on the back or make ourselves 
uh, puff ourselves up. This is this is for God. So we're so grateful that you take a moment out of your day, and uh, also to the servicemen and women for what they do to protect us and uh, provide us with the freedom that we have. The freedom to do this show. Yeah, it's uh, amazing uh, what they do. And there have been uh, more are going to be deployed now into Iraq again, I think. And, you know, we got border agents and police officers and firemen and women. And, I mean, it's just they, they get up and serve. That's it. And when someone serves something, there's someone else that receives a benefit from it. Right. And that's what's um, that's what's so unique about those types of people. They get up to serve, you know, and speaking of that, we could go with because uh, we're thinking about, you know, what we're, what we're going to talk about biblically here. But servant and a slave, there's two different there's a difference mm-hmm. between the two. A servant gets paid and a slave is owned. Um, we're supposed to be slaves to Christ. We're not, you know, there's servant throughout the Bible. We serve Christ, but. As a slave to Christ, we serve him because he owns us, and we serve him because he he did what he did for us. So he he bought us with the price, the, the blood on the cross, and with that we should serve him accordingly, um, but not in a servant kind of manner. Because when you serve somebody, you're getting something in return. You're, you're getting compensated for it. Servants get paid for what they do. Slaves, they're owned, and they do it because their master's take care of them. Not like the slavery, which we always talk about, you know, in America is like, oh, you know, that bad slavery. I'm talking about a slavery that where the master, God himself, freely and openly um, takes care of his children and his slaves, quote unquote, in a way that no one could could be. And gave of himself to save our souls. Right. So um, no greater love. But thank you again to all the servicemen and women for what they do. Uh, announcements. Uh, well, the announcement is this. Announcements. Are we in like grade school? Yeah, I mean, we're. The morning we're, announcements we're, are. Yeah. Well, come on, event. We just we just got back. You already you already <laughs> busting my chops. Um. So all right. So look, when we get back, we are going to discuss the memory of my puppy Zeke and some of the fun times that that we had with Zeke, the good dog. We'll be right back. All right, so puppies, dogs, whatever you want to call them. Man's best friend. See, you're getting on me for calling Zeke a puppy when... You tell me that our 20-year-old son will always be your baby. So what's the difference? Okay. Okay. So, you know, cut it out. Let me call my dog a puppy. But we have a puppy. We have a real puppy. When your dog dies, let your your husband call it whatever he wants to call it. I know. He was our baby. All right. So Zeke had had cancer, and he um, he was given about a year ago four to six months to live. We were given a proposition of giving him experimental surgery, experimental surgery. No radiation. No, that was the NC State thing was surgery. They were going to go in and cut, and it was so close to the artery, this, this artery that they said there was like a ninety some percent chance he wouldn't make it. But it's experimental. Well, anyway, in the regardless, chemo, but yeah, yeah, regardless, we weren't going to do that to him. It was like ten grand and. And it was the chances were just slim to none. And we just, 
you know, immediately a spirit, I just wasn't feeling it. Mm-mm. And I just looked at my daughter. I remember getting the phone call and I was at work and you were at the vet office and, and I say vet because you're a vet. And every time I say vet office, it sounds like veterinarian. I'm saying your name. You were at the veterinarian's office. Um, I was at work. I was driving up the road when I hopped in my car and I went up that little quarter mile stretch to take a left on highway 16 on my way to, um, the vet, the vet's office. And I cried that that was the most I cried when I knew that, oh my gosh, my dog's got cancer. And it just, I cried my eyes out. So we found out four to six months after, you know, tons of tests, um, went down to Charlotte and, and our, our, we just basically, they said four to six months, all you got, let him eat what he wants. The whole thing we're like, you know, just let him have, let him at it, let him, let him enjoy life. So we started doing that and we immediately felt like, well, we didn't Oh well, we didn't do that. I reached out on Facebook to people and let them know. And I had people reach out to me and say, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do surgery. You don't want to do chemo. You, you know, this is, this is what happened, but try holistic. So we went the holistic route with um, some things for a while and it really seemed to help him. And yeah. then we decided, we heard from a family that we saw walking one day and the dad talked to you and said, well, this is our puppy. We have an older dog at home who's who's failing. And the reason they got the puppy is to help them and also help the other dog. And then we talked to the vet a couple of days later and he said the same thing. He said, I always have two dogs because it's always so good. And especially for an older dog or a sick dog. And we got Winston and Zeke yeah, made but the, it. But the story around Winston's even even crazy. Yeah. Oh because, gosh, that's right. Yeah. A year ago we went to um Leukemia a, and Lymphoma Society. Yeah, a uh, gala. A, a gala and they were auctioning off these golden doodles, which is the dog that we have. And these dogs were like precious. They're like Oh, they're, they were so cute. They're just unbelievable. And I almost bid on one, but I was like, you know, I don't know. I, I just, because they were going, they were expensive. I oh, mean, like $10,000, not in the yeah, budget. Yeah, grand for a dog. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll pick food over that. Um, so uh, so we, I found out who the breeder was, and then mm-hmm. we went down that following week, and we bought Zeke. and Winston. Z- Winston, I'm sorry, Winston. And Winston, I, I believe to this day, gave Zeke more life. Like, so, so just to frame that up, Zeke lasted a year. I mean, a little over a, a year, little over a year, a little over a year after the doctor said four to six, six months. And I feel like Winston gave Zeke a little spunk. It gave him a little life. And it was almost like Zeke was showing him the ropes. You know, he hey, did. He disciplined him. Yeah. This is how you do this. You yeah. poop, you poop outside, not inside. <laughs> uh, you, you, you give daddy kisses. Winston has and you must chase the tennis ball. That yeah. is your job and to catch it and chase it. He didn't quite show Winston how to how to cuddle with Dad yet. No, but you have to work so on I, that. I, I like the dog that cuddles, and and you give Winston gives me like two minutes, and he's like, "All right, it's enough, Dad. I'm out." He's got a lot of hair though. I think he gets hot. He, yeah, but I don't. I have a lot of hair, but I don't. I don't. Not I as don't. much as you used to. But hey, <laughs> wait a minute. Actually, I had a guy tell me today. He's like, "Man, you got that's some head of hair you got there." I know. He's, he's jealous. Was he bald? No. Oh. No, I just spiked it up today. I got it. Uh, had all your product in? I had all my product in. Product in. Yeah. You're funny. Haha. Uh-huh. But all back right. to but but, back to dogs, seriously. And I was telling you, I really pray that just like this, this, the movie, all dogs go to heaven because I want to believe that 
Winston and Zeke, and that Zeke's up there now with Casey, our old golden retriever, who was precious too. He was our first baby before we even had children. And uh, that's my prayer is that they're up there probably telling all kinds of stories about this crazy Salerno family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, if dogs can talk like that. It'd be kind of interesting. I know. I, I, I think, I, I really pray that that's what it's going to be like in heaven. They're going to talk well, and they're going to tell us all kinds of stories about us. <laughs> there is something about a dog that, I mean, dogs just. Unconditional. Yeah, it is unconditional. I mean, um, even. Even Winston like says hey to me when I come home. Sometimes like, my own daughter doesn't even do that. You can have the worst day, and that those dogs are just they just bring so much yeah. joy. And we had so many extra days with Zeke, and we were just so blessed to have them. And so we miss him terribly. Yeah. And this show, uh, let's just go dedicate it to our to our uh, fallen, uh, unconditionally loving dog Zeke. Zeke, we love you, man. We love you. You, you did a you served us well and was always was love amazing. him always love those dogs all right so so the so we moved um mm-hmm. and um the reason physically why, moved houses physically moved houses yeah so we used to live on a farm with a lot of land and i'm one person and a vet said you're you're spending too much time out there and so she just got on a mission like a psychological mission to convince me to move away from this beautiful piece of property with, Oh, don't guilt me now to, yeah, to this, to, and we have a, this is a nice, it's a, it's basically a bit, we swapped it out a bigger house and smaller land for, and we, well, we had a smaller house and a lot of land. And now we have a little bit of land and a bigger house. So we got more room for the studio. I can set my drums up now, which mm-hmm. is a definite bonus. So definite um, bonus. Yeah, that's a might not. A, I might not have to wear my my earplugs depending on how loud you are, but that's okay. We're gonna yeah. close you up in this room. Well, I've been playing the drums for forty three years now, and um, I, I spent the past four and a half years without playing the drums regularly, and it, it it's so. They I'm were looking. separated between a room, a closet, and an attic. No, I don't. I never put a drum in that. Oh, attic. that's well. Yeah. We had some hardware, and I had put some in hardware in there once until yeah. you found it. Yeah, but See, you never get to play, and you love to play. Humidity's not good for drums. So, um, so basically, yeah, basically, um, so she's what? What? You're, I was pointing out a mark on the I wall. Know, I know. Goodness gracious! Did you do that? Uh, I don't think I did that, but maybe I did. So we'll have to paint that. Um, anyway. Distractions. Sorry. Goodness gracious. Squirrel. Focus. Squirrel. Just focus. All right. Um, so the move, uh, the move is seems seems to be good so far. Uh, the house is a wreck with boxes and everything else, but we'll get through that. Every day gets better. It's been yeah. a little crazy, but we're getting there. We're finding things that we forgot we had, and now we've lost things that we knew we had. We don't know yeah. where they are, but they'll show up. They're in a box somewhere, probably yeah. in the garage. So yeah, and and I um, I've got a, a a new grill. I've never had a new grill like this, so I got a new grill. I was excited to cook on that tonight, and I cooked on it this weekend. For the first I time. like it because all I have to do is bring home some kind of meat, and you'll be like, I am grilling. Yeah, and it's all natural gas, which is kind of cool. You just fire it up, and no more charcoal, and a little tiny little tiny grill back. And in the I don't day. know how to use it, and I'm gonna conveniently make sure I don't know how to use it. So you always have to be the one that grills. I think that's a great plan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
So closing on houses and doing all this stuff is very stressful. Probably the most stressful thing, one of the most stressful things in life. In fact, I think somebody told me that is that moving is one of the top five most stressful things anybody could ever go through. Mm -hmm. I believe it, but we made it pretty well. We had a couple days where, you know, you were kind of cranky, but besides that, uh, I think we we were great. I think considering all the stuff we had going on, well, I mean, you had a lot of stuff going on, but we got to give a shout. God has been sovereign in all of this, and He's gotten us through and kept us sane. He, well, we're not. Let's just not go there yet. But, (laughs) but we have to give uh, mad props to uh, Carolina Recycles. Um, for uh, hooking us up. Oh, that was um, fabulous. With a great uh, container. Dumpster. They call, or dumpster. They, they call, they call them containers, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Frankie over at uh, Carolina Recycles, that thing was a major help. That uh, was the it, bomb. It helped us, helped us purge. So Carolina Recycles out of Charlotte, North Carolina, all your recycling and garbage uh, disposal needs, anything like that, give, mm-hmm. them, a, give them a holler. Carolina recycles. When you don't realize you need that until you go to move and you go, oh, hey, wait, we have a barn we have to clean did, out. Did, did and it's just, amazing. Did we just give our first like sponsor, like prop, like prop? Like, I mean, that's. We did. Our yeah. first unpaid sponsor. Yeah. Which well, is I mean, good because we have no sponsors, hey, but that's. That's cool. okay. Hey. So but that Frank, thing so was Frankie, wonderful. Thank you for listening. Then what you need to do is share the, share the podcast with, with everybody that you know mm-hmm. in the garbage business uh, or, they, or, or your customers. That's what you ought to do. Send this out to all your customers. And maybe they'll hear Jesus. Uh-huh. In fact, if you're listening to our show, I'm pretty certain you're going to hear about Jesus. So uh, moving on to our next topic, uh, vacation. Uh, we went to Bald Head Island. And if you read the news, uh, Sunday there was, a, there was a young man, eight years eight old, years eight-year-old old boy, who got bit. bit by a shark at the same beach that we were on, literally the same beach. Literally the same side of the island we were on. Yeah. And you know it was funny because... When the kids were out in the water, always makes me nervous, but there was one day that Danielle was out there with Lily and Brody, the two younger kids, my, my, my friend's children, and I just kept staring at them, and in my mind, I kept thinking, I know they're not that far out because, you know, it's up to Danielle's waist, but it still was quite a ways from shore, and I think, those sharks just come up closer and closer, and they come out of nowhere, and... And when they came in, I just literally sat there the whole time and said, please, let's just, let's just let them come in. I'm, I'm not going to freak out. I'm going to be okay. And we get back in what, four days after we get back from vacation? No, the next day. Oh, it was the next day? Yeah. Yeah, a, a, a boy was bit. And that is just, that scared the living daylights out of me. Yeah. I'm just, I was just so glad that we well, were home and off the beach. Uh, here's what's ironic about that. I used to uh, surf when I, was a, when I was a kid. Every From time to time, I'd go to New Summer on a beach. Mm-hmm. And, shark, and sharks would they they would bump into you and it would be we would we would kind of laugh about it it was, it was funny like they never hurt you would you. laugh about it yeah it was like oh there's, here's a couple couple sharks over here you typical know, just, teenager I mean they didn't they didn't they weren't aggressive they would mm-hmm. just whatever but um, boy these things here today and North Carolina's really had it like the past couple years have been a it's been common so I put my feet in the water once and that was it I mean the whole the whole trip I mean other everything else was just poolside hanging out I went up to my waist for about one minute and I'm like I'm good and go went, back now went to the bathroom didn't you no I did not don't even, don't <laughs> even try me no don't but we know the bio break the bio break that you everybody know you, likes to on, take don't try me. you know you peed <laughs> you know you, you know you peed I really 
really did. I swear Don't I did not. Me. I went in. I kept getting knocked over. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is no fun at all. It's, it's I'm going okay. back. It's okay because when I went in, I peed. <laughs> Okay. Seriously. I did. I did. I just, you know, I never, no, I I remember you went in and I, and I looked over to doll and I said, I sure wish this was like in that movie grown ups where it would turn blue if they beat in the water. Goodness gracious. So don't be afraid of it. I, you peed, uh, you peed in your oh, pants. Oh, I have peed in the water, you've peed in your but pants, I, you've peed in your pants. but hey, I didn't hey. that day, okay. but I have, but not in the pool. For sure. Not All right. You just need to pray about the lies. <laughs> All right. So, um, so when we get back, we're going to talk. Everybody pees in the ocean. Yeah. When we get back, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about God's sovereignty and how that, how that works. Um, it's a lot of God's sovereignty things going on. Of course, God's always sovereign. Every time you look around, you just got to know that he's sovereign and look around and you'll see what he's saying, what he's doing. Sometimes you don't know the answer right away, but eventually you're going to know that's why he did that. We'll be Mm -hmm. right back. Okay, so when I say God is sovereign, what does that mean to you, Yvette? means that he's he's always there he never lets you down um he's he he will always do the right thing um i'm trying to figure out another way to explain that okay so what's a better way to explain that well so his sovereignty he knows what he's doing so he there's no such thing as a coincidence right i mean people say oh you know good luck with that or Mm -hmm. or boy that was a coincidence no it wasn't Mm -hmm. God knew exactly what he was doing, put that person in the right right spot at the right time. God orchestrates everything, that's even if you that's, don't that's, understand it at the time. Okay, so that's God's sovereignty, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you talk about how, you know, like I have a, a new neighbor that, that is going through a tough time at work. And um, as, I, as as many people do, as I, as I do um, sometimes. And... You wonder sometimes, I mean, even even the loss of a job. I've had, you know, a couple of times in my life where I've been unemployed. And you go, why is God doing this? Why is it that, you know, first of mm-hmm. all, why is it God's fault? Like you always I, you mm-hmm. always go to God, you know, when something wrong happens. Oh, why, God, why? Well, it, it, do you have anything to do with it? Is, are you the reason that you got let go? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe there is a reason. But if there's not, and whether whether you were part of the reason why you got laid off or, or not, it, it doesn't matter. God knows what he's doing. And oftentimes, more often than not, especially in times of trouble and distress, we like to turn to God and kind of point our finger at him, like, why me? Mm-hmm. And I had, I forget who told me this, but somebody posed the question, well, instead of asking why me, ask why not me? Wow, that's tough. I, I, I mean, not in the midst of like if I had a huge problem, that'd be tough to say. Why not me? I mean, we're, you know, I should I should be joyous in in my uh, in my uh, in my time of distress, right? That's what the Bible says. You know, count it all joy. That's easier said than done. But a lot of times, especially in times of trouble that I've been in, you know, job job wise, and you know especially God's shown himself in that. Eventually you see why he was doing what he did. And so 
we, you know, like for instance, even, even this week while we were at, at vacation, um, God's, God was, there was some sovereignty there with, you know, our, our friends closing on their house, um, things kind of lined up. Um, well, and that neighbor of ours, we're on vacation. He called you to let you know that he had lost his job right. and he has, you all have, have formed a, a very, very quickly formed a friendship. And I think that's another place where God put us in this house at this time and he told you the week before the week we moved in that he felt like something was going to happen at work and he was worried about it. Yeah. And he's talked with you quite a bit. Well, you have been there. Mm-hmm. So he feels like, you know, he you are someone he can talk to about that, that that can not only have compassion, but you understand, you can feel, you can empathize with well, how he's and feeling. And, and that is part. Uh, so so when sometimes in God's sovereignty, he does use something in your life that he carried you through so that you can support others that are going to mm-hmm. go through the same thing. Absolutely. And so I can support him and, and I know where he's at because it's happened to me twice. So, um, I, I told, I told him yesterday, it was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday that, Hey man, cause he's got some stuff. He's got some opportunities that are presenting themselves and he's interviewing and he's got a couple things working and whatever. And I just looked at him and said, look, man, if, if you don't get, don't be in a rush to make a decision. Like, because if you jump at the first thing, you're going to, you might make a mistake. So be real careful. Just trust God. And I would much rather take some part-time role or something so that I make sure that I made the right decision rather than just jumping in from one, just because I had to jump from one full-time thing to another Mm -hmm. full-time thing. But I was telling him yesterday, just, just find out where um, you can actually t- take advantage of this situation. Like it, like the one summer that I got went with the with the race team mm-hmm. uh, when I was with Robert Yates, I was driving home and Robert Yates called me himself and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, don't worry about coming in." Now it was because that Mike Ford, my mm-hmm. my the guy who hired me, went to another team and in sports. You just have that thing mm-hmm. where if you're on if you're one of the guys that he hired, the new guy comes in and brings all his guys in. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that gave me was the summer with my kids mm-hmm. and, and, I, and, I'll never, and I'll never forget that. That was the, that was a great summer. And, um, financially he, every Tuesday or every Thursday you had date day with Danielle at yeah. Jersey Mike's, which I went the other day with the kids and I was looking at the window and it still has Thursday, two, Thursday yeah. kids eat free. And I will always remember that Jersey Mike's. It's the same offer, and that was your thing. We had that video of Danielle going, talking yeah. with Zeke, and go. She had her little lipstick on, and she was what, probably four years old. She's, I gotta go now because I'm going on a date, date with, with my that. dad, yeah, and so, it was so cute. Like, yeah. So yeah, I, I ended up working at working at Bank of America, who um, who I spent almost nine years with, and they they allowed me to work from home and uh, from time to time, and I would and, and I would always be home on Thursday. I would make sure that way her and I could go to lunch on Thursdays and that was our date. That was our that was our time. And mm-hmm. you know, I'll never I'll never forget those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And now, you could have jumped at something else, but you you did you did you had like a part time thing that you did as well at that yeah. point with the the um supplements and all that. But it was a it, it was a summer that you will never forget. And then yeah. you got an opportunity to work for a company where you were able to still keep 
at least, you know, you worked from home a lot, but you definitely had that day that you still kept that date day yeah. with Danielle. And, and she'll always remember that. I would have never had that in NASCAR. Nope. Yeah, you know, I just, it's not good for the family. Mm-mm. That NASCAR business is bad on families. Unless you're a driver and you have your family with you and you can make a zillion dollars. Mm-hmm. But the guys that are the crew members that are traveling and doing all that, they don't make enough money for all that, I don't think. It's not, it's not worth it. That's not just my opinion. I'm not saying, guys, if you're listening and you're a NASCAR crew member or something like that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bad mouthing your your job or your your role. I'm just saying it's hard on families. Period. End of story. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's just like a truck driver. I mean, you're away all the time. There's nothing. There's there's a lot that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and and but then you can use that for God's uh, God's honor as well. You know, while you're out, and you know, if you're you're a crew member and you're a Christian. And you're out and about. There's a lot of temptation out there. I've seen a lot of it. And um, be that light. Yeah, and it's hard because, I mean, I'm gonna tell you. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's a Christian show, but there was this, there were people before the races. They would come up to us and want us to sign, you know, their pictures and stuff like that. And more than pictures, I'm sure. There was this one lady that came up and there was a, we were, we're prepped getting the car ready for the race and everything. And of course we got everything roped off. So nobody would like, people would steal lug nuts off of the wheels. Like you glue them to the, to the wheel and you let them set for like, you know, an hour or two and then they get gummy. And so that's how they, they, when they put the wheel on, on the, on the stud, the, the, the lug stays on cause it stretches the lug and mm-hmm. keeps the lug tight. And then they, 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 they'll, they'll, they'll gun them on. Right. So, so but people would do all kinds of stuff, but I remember this one lady coming up and she was well endowed and she comes up and she's got a Sharpie. She has nothing to sign. And the guys are like, Hey, well, check her out. And I'm just like, and I had to like, I was the coach. So I had to like, you know, monitor and make sure be the father. Yeah. Cause you're wearing UPS all over your body, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, she literally just whipped one of them out and said, "Will you sign this for me?" And it was it wasn't the bra. It was it was yes, wow, nice. Yeah, can Lovely. you sign this? And the guys were like, "Hey, I'll sign it. I'll sign it. Hey, yeah." And I was like, "No, no, no, fellas. Let me just tell you something." I said, "I, I said, ma'am, I'm, um, move along, please." Um, and I looked at the guys. I'm like, guys. Look at you. You have UPS all over yourself. Do, do you do you think that signing that with all this on your body is going to be a good PR for UPS? Mm-hmm. No. And so let's 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 kind of move that into the into the the realm of your Christian walk, right? Let's just say you're branded with Christ and people know you're a Christian. Now I'm not trying to get all legalistic on you, but you know, when you're when you're representing Christ, we're supposed to rep Christ. It's hard sometimes because we're human and we make mistakes. But you got to keep yourself kind of be on your spiritual toes. Keep your head on a spiritual swivel, right? In Christ, not in your own in your own strength, but in Christ. So if you can remain strong in Christ, He will make you more aware of, hey, you need to not make this decision, or you need to be sure to do this and not that, right? You know, and he'll help, he'll guide you. That's that, that's that uh, Holy Spirit inside of us. But the one thing I know for certain and coming from an evangelistic bend is that we can ruin our witness. Like, because I had a Bible study at, at, at Yates. Imagine 
if I jumped in and said, hey, I'll sign it. And then next week on Tuesday, I'm, I'm conducting, uh, I'm leading a Bible study at, uh, at Robert Yates. What are the guys going to think? Well, at that point, you're a joke. Well, we are, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a hypocrite. A hypocrite. That's right? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I think that everyone in church is a hypocrite. I mean, if you want to really come down think about it, I mean, everyone's a hypocrite. Every Christian is a hypocrite to some extent because we are imperfect. Now, what, what we might think of a hypocrite is someone who intentionally sins, like lives a lifestyle of sin. That's that's different than kind of getting caught up in something like somebody cuts you off in traffic and you, mm-hmm. you get fired up and you say something you shouldn't have said. You know, that's different. But if you get up and you plan your sin and you love it and you enjoy it and there's no remorse, there's no fight, there's no struggle, you got a problem. There, there's a problem there. Like if there's no remorse. Because if you've got Christ in you and there can, and Christ can't be around sin, period, and you're you're in it and you're you're loving it, and you're you're bathing in the sin and you have no remorse, I'm sorry, it, because because God's going to deal with that. He's going to stir you up. You're going to feel bad about it. It's going to tear you. It's going to tear you up on the inside. So, um, those of you who are um, those of you who are a Christian that that are de- that are dealing with a sin, it's okay if you're dealing with it and you're taking it to, taking it to God in prayer. But it's that lifestyle stuff, and that's where the hypocrite part comes in. So we, get, we circle all the way back to UPS and representing UPS, and are we representing Christ? And part of representing Christ is understanding His sovereignty and not losing total control of our emotions when God is dealing or doing something with us in life in his sovereignty, losing a job. You can't, you can't lose control. Now I lost, I had, I mean, when I first, my first job I lost, I, I was, I was a wreck. I'd never been without work period. So. But I didn't, I don't, I would never say that you lost control. I think you, it was probably one of the few times in our marriage. I feel like you really were in a level of depression because it was something you never had to deal with before. And you, you weren't leaning on God at that point because you were trying to do it on your own and you were, you couldn't understand why did this happen? What, what did I didn't do anything? I didn't deserve this. And you were angry. And then kind of when it's almost like going through, through like a death, like you go through all the stages and then you finally went, Whoa, 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 I've got to put my, I've got to go back to the source. I got to go back to God and put my faith there. And, and, and remember he's got this and it's hard sometimes to, to say, I know God's got this because the human part of us, we get frustrated, we get down. Sometimes we're just exhausted and you just, you just need a moment, but then you guys kind of pull yourself back together. But because you went through that, then you learned how to deal with it. So the next time you went through that, you dealt with losing a job a whole lot differently. Yeah. And that was with Bank America got yeah. laid off. And then, so now helping someone like Jeff, and you've helped a lot, a lot of people over the years get through the loss of a job and how to move on and how to to take that next step and how to have a positive outlook on it and, and rely on the Lord and know that God has a plan and you're able to show people, well, at the time I didn't know, but now look at this, you know, look at, look at the one guy that, that died and look at Patty, you know, look at the different things you can go back and see why this happened and God had you there for a reason. And, yeah. and you're able to help Jeff now in this particular time, 
get through that point because you yeah. know God's sovereign because not only do you just believe it, but you have seen it. You have seen it firsthand. And yeah, I mean, that's that's where your testimony kind of it supports mm-hmm. what what God has done. And everyone has a testimony. So so when so so if you don't know how to share the gospel, you feel like, oh, I'm not equipped to share the gospel. then just share your testimony because God mm-hmm. can use that if you're afraid to talk mm-hmm. to somebody about sin and the cross and, you know, cause I, I believe you got to talk about sin when you're talking about the cross. That's why mm-hmm. he died. So you can't just be like, Oh God loves you. And Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, that's a true story, but it's an incomplete story. It's like, you know, the third or fourth chapter, the first chapter is we were born sinners. Mm-hmm. You know, the second chapter is, are you willing to repent? Are you willing to own up to those, those, uh, th- those, those sins and, and that imperfection? And then Jesus comes along and then, you know, but a lot of times we like to put Jesus in the first chapter and then that's, that's fine if you want to read the third chapter first. Right. But we can't just be saying Jesus loves you. We can, and God can use that. But some people are just uncomfortable talking about sin period. And then, and a lot of times it requires us ourselves to look in the mirror and go, wow, I am kind of dirty. I, I don't. And that's the problem that, you know, most, most people have. But what I'm saying is back to the, because I don't want to go on off on a tangent because we are 37 minutes into our show, mm-hmm. but um, that, that, and who cares, right? Um, that basically God can use your testimony and God uses these experiences in his sovereignty to make you stronger, to make other people stronger through him, through your experiences, so embrace that, you know, just embrace it. And, and again, easier said than done. Loss of a job is different than being told you have cancer. Um, I don't know, too, you know, it's weird because I don't know too many cancer people battling cancer that are negative. Like I, most of them are just like, I'm going to kick this thing or we're going to kick this thing. Or, you know, you know, I've not met, I don't know. I think they all have their moments. I think we all have our human moments where they get down, but I think once they realize oh, they, yeah. they, they get through the stage where they could, this is what I've got. This is what I'm going to deal with. And yeah. you, and you give it to God, then you can fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we kind of uh, went off, uh, went off on a little sovereignty tangent, but um, you know, w- the, the, the plan of the show today was just to really to just kind of, um, just give you guys an update on where we're at and, and we're, we're back in action and we're excited. And, um, um, you know, God, God can use you and he's sovereign. He's sovereign. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but you got to let him, you, you got to, you really just got to let him. Don't try and to do it on we, your own. We love the remote control. There's something about sitting on the couch <laughs> and controlling like what station and what volume and, what, and God has no remote control and how much bass just in the, in the, in the light, in your remote control of life, just put it down. Sometimes just put it down and just let, let God, let God do the work. It's actually kind of rewarding and relaxing. One thing I did do during, during vacation, um, I forget who told me this. And I think it was my buddy, Tim Carroll. He's my BFF. Um, <laughs> He, he said, you know, sometimes it's, it's more rewarding just, just sitting down and doing, and just listening. Don't, don't even necessarily read the Bible. Just, just go outside and sit down and just talk to God and listen. Mm -hmm. And so I did a lot of that, um, on vacation 
just went out to that porch and looked out in the ocean and was like, all right, God, no, no Bible, just you and me. Now, I'm not saying don't read the Bible. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying I just get quiet. I got quiet, and that was good. So anyway, um, we do love you guys, and we're very excited to be back. And we're going to get on a regular, we're going to talk a little news, good, bad, and the cray-cray, and all that good stuff. We're going to get back in the rhythm, but we just want to get you guys updated. And just, we may or may not go off on tangents. We may it's not. just kind of who we are. We may not. You never know where we're going to go. Yeah, I mean, like our 30-minute show went on, went, for, went on for 40 minutes. So those of you who cut us off early won't get to hear this part, and shame on you. So we will uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye now. Yeah, God love you.